0: There are many things sometimes that you have to revisit. Today is going to be a um, shorter video, maybe. Um, I'm going to read some verses. I'm going to revisit what I consider to be a simple Bible topic. I think it's good to revisit some of these simple topics often and simple Bible truths, mainly because we're inundated with information. Not all of the information we're inundated with is correct. Sometimes we might receive information or might hear something said that seems so right. This has happened to me before. Someone has said something or espoused that the Bible teaches or says something and they quote a verse and they may miss something in that verse. Or maybe they focus or hyper focus on something that the verse really didn't make the subject but because you don't go back to the verse or you don't memorize the verse or the context, you accept what they say and think, well, yeah, you know what? That that could be true. Maybe they're correct. So today I want to revisit a simple Bible truth, um, a Bible doctrine that most people who've read through their Bible or most people who are safe hold to some people hold to different views. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and forth too much with a person over this. Although I believe the the Bible is very explicitly clear about what it teaches. So let's go to creation. How did this actually happen? What actually happened? Let's go to the book of Genesis. Join me. Let's get into this. All right. The book of Genesis, we're going to start chapter one. We're going to read through the whole chapter. I'm going to fumble through a lot of words. Forgive me. Every time I read through Genesis 1 out loud, I always fumble. Hopefully I don't. Let's see. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I'm going to stop right here, offer a small commentary because this matters. There are some people who believe that God created the earth, and before He put man on the earth, there was this long, this long period—thousands of years, millions of years. Whatever they believe, I do not believe the Bible supports that. And I'm going to show and explain what I mean. Put your thinking caps on. But that's why I stopped there because, in this verse, uh, where the Bible says, "And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep," some say that. That this was a um, million thousand, whatever you know, period. All right, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning. Were the first day. Now that's very important. The evening. And the morning. Were the first day. This is one. Day. One day. The evening and the morning. So this is not. Some long period. In this in this span. Of separating the dark from the light. Now. This is going to come into play. Even later when i when i express why i believe the bible doesn't teach in that verse where it said the earth was without form and void that there was this long drawn out period between uh between that and the the end of god's creation work all right um where was i at all that talking lost my place all right verse six and god said let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters And let it divide the waters from the waters and God made the firmament and God divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. Day number two. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and and let the dry land appear and it was so and god called the dry land earth and the gathering together the water called he sees and god saw that it was good and god said let there let the earth bring forth grass the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth and And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed, and his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Let me move this down so I can see. Mm. All right, where was I at? Um, I was uh, fruit and seed, and it was good, kind. Third day, okay, verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night to rule the light. And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created whales, and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly and their kind and every winged fowl after his kind and God saw that it was good and God blessed blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the fowl multiply in the earth and the evening and the morning were the fifth day and God said let the earth bring forth the living creature After his kind cattle and creeping thing and the beasts of the earth after his kind and it was so and God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and God saw that it was good and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. I'm going to stop here and say something in the book of Exodus, chapter 20. We see that God gives a warning of of making any graven images, anything made with the hands of man to, uh, um, um, to worship, uh, uh, making an image. As a matter of fact, let me go to it because I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it. Um, just, I'm going to just remember that I'm in Genesis one and I'm stopping on verse 26. So I'm going to go to the book of Exodus chapter 20, and I'm going to connect this thought here in a second. So, um, let me see. And God spake all these words, saying, "I'm the Lord thy God, which I have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for i the lord thy god am a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me so we're not to make any graven image of of anything on earth and bow the knee before these things as though they are god now i want you to notice something Back in the, in the book of Genesis, chapter, chapter 1, verse 26. Now, listen to this and pay attention. And God said, let us. Who's that us? Answer that question. Make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God has dominion over all, has power over all. God created man in his image, in his likeness. God told the children of Israel in Exodus 20 not to make any graven image of anything on this earth and bow before it. He is the Lord, your God, You worship, nothing else but God. What's so interesting to me here. And and what I, I love, I love the, the, the intricacy of God's word. God created man in his image. Let that sink in. I know that probably doesn't connect for you how it connects for me, but just read those, read that verse a couple times and go back to the book of Exodus chapter 20 and, and you'll make the connection. God made man in his image. We are as some, as some call call it image bearers of God. God created something in his image for us to see, and that is man. It is not man that is supposed to create something to represent God. We have not seen God, but God created us in his image and his likeness. So God, verse 27, so God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God gave man dominion over the earth. Uh let's see verse 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is uh the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. And every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, why did I read all of that? Simple. If you go back to verse two, where it says the earth was without form and void. Now, this is a simple thought, and this might mean nothing to any of you. In verse 31, the Bible says this is the sixth day. We know on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Right. And in Genesis two, verse uh, verse two, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day um, from all his work, which he had made so people argue that 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 portion where the bible says the earth was without form and void they argue that there was somehow some long span of time in between there put your thinking caps on right these are six literal days now i want you to to join me and i believe the book of exodus Uh, let me see. Cause I got it written down. I don't want to, I want to mess this up. Exodus chapter 20. Again, I want to go to the exact verse and verse, uh, let me get 20 verse 11. Now I want you to listen to what the Bible says. Now, remember God is communicating to us in a way in which we can understand. Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, the Bible says, for in six days, the Lord, listen to this, made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Here's why that's important. That part where the earth was without form and void is part of this. So if that is part of this, this is six literal days because that is exactly what the Bible says. And this is not the way this is written. There are certain things in the Bible that is written in a poetic fashion. And you can see that. This is written in a very literal fashion for in six days. We all know what a day is. God communicating to us in a way in which we understand. For in six days, the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, "Okay, well what was the point of this? Why does that why does that matter? What's the big deal?" Here's the big deal. The Bible says literal things. The Bible means what it says. When you when you get into the area where you start stretching what the Bible says and adding to what the Bible says and misconstruing And mixing up and and trying to make out something when a Bible clearly says something else. In six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. And here's my problem with with the theory. And like I said, this might not mean anything to any of you, but this is my problem with, with the theory that that part where the earth was without form and void being some million or thousand or whatever, period. The Bible says that this was six literal days. So in order for me to believe that, I have to somehow say, "Okay, the Bible says six days, but that was after this part where the earth was without form and void. But the problem with that thinking now put your thinking caps on Exodus 20, verse 11. The Bible says for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. That part where the earth was without form and void is part of that verse. He made in six days the heaven and earth. The problem I have with that long creation theory is I have to inject something that is not in there. When we get to the point where we start injecting things into the Bible that runs contrary to what it's literally saying, we run into problems. For me, that's a big deal. Because if I'll do that in that area, then what other area will I do that in? What other things will I inject into the Bible? What other things will I misconstrue? That's a bad position to be in and I don't want to be there. Simple truth, simple thought. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.